show no serious radio station would ever consider. You lying sack of... If Garrison Keeler and Richard Simmons were locked in a broom closet for five straight days, these are the stories that would be their love child. A love child raised on milk duds and pixie sticks. So every Wednesday, 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 from 2 to 4.30 p.m., tune into WCBN for you lying sack of... Indeed. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And leaving aside the saga of that jailbird, Paris Hilton, and the outcome of The Sopranos that I've never seen and could care less about, (laughs) America is mesmerized by the strangest things. We bring you another edition of Gray Matters. Um... I guess I'll just quickly start off with a brain damage award, and we'll move right along. George Bush, of course. I don't know. He seemed sort of brain dead at that G8 summit over the past week. And it's great to know that the United States has agreed to, quote, consider seriously a European plan to combat global warming. That doesn't mean much. And, of course, he's... uh, at a news conference today, uh, defending Gonzalez again. He said it, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, it shows me it's political. There's no wrongdoing. It's well, political, all right. <laughs> I'm not too sure where the president's been. Uh, there's a lot of wrongdoing. Um, I don't know if this vote of no confidence is going to pass. I doubt it. Um, sure enough, Republicans will... Uh, Oh, uh, vote for cloture, you know, that Senate procedure, you need 60 votes to proceed and all that. But uh, we'll just quote Calvin Trilling on Gonzalez. Uh, Albert, Alberto Gonzalez is still at his post. Uh, this is just a little ditty from the most recent edition, the June 25th edition of The Nation. Alberto Gonzalez is still at his post. He's loyal, and that's what his boss prizes most. He's lied to the Congress, but that's no big deal compared to the fact that he's proven he'll do just what he's told, say that torture's just fine, or quoting Miss Goodling, cross over the line. As loyal as someone sworn into the mob, Gonzalez is doing a heck of a job. Perfect. Of course he's lied to Congress. Uh, (laughs) It's amazing that uh, there aren't clamors for a perjury investigation of this dude, but uh, we know why he's there. He's uh, continuing to protect the wrongdoing of the Bush administration in all sorts of guises um, and, uh, well, investigations by the ju- uh, into the Justice Department's workings and doings, I think, will undoubtedly continue. It'll be really interesting to see, it occurs to me, the roster of names which this president will put forward as his official pardons because of course every president upon exiting the office has that prerogative to pardon whomsoever they wish um and of course bush senior made some interesting choices um in pardoning some figures who should have been more thoroughly investigated for their role in iran contra um 
And one, Weinberger was was yeah. actually pardoned for perjury, and of course, there's a big clamoring amongst the uh, <clears throat> neoconservatives and other various people that Scooter Libby should be pardoned. He right. was sentenced last week. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it, perhaps Gonzalez has been told, you know, lie as much as you need to, do whatever you can, do what it takes. Don't worry, the ultimate safety net is there for you. It's it's enough to make you wonder why this special uh, privilege uh, has been allowed to survive. Um, if you look at how presidents have used it, since there are no, you know, in many cases, uh, there are no political costs. Of course, Ford probably paid the, the only uh, political price uh, for having pardoned Nixon, Um if he hadn't pardoned Nixon, he may well have been reelected. And, of course, the pardon, as I recall, is sort of one of those yet charming things that we got from the British. Um, I believe it was one of the kings that introduced the concept of pardons into, uh, uh, you know, the initial concept of trial by jury. Right. I think it might have been Edward II. But uh, one person that he may uh, need to pardon... <laughs> Is Prince Bandar. Uh, this is fascinating. Uh, the BBC last week reported, and I heard this on the radio, and of course it's been uh, repeated as an article, but uh, this is absolutely incredible. Um, payments, alleged payments, were made by the contractor BAE. This is a British uh, aerospace uh, multinational conglomerate. Um, and we're tied to uh, major arms deals negotiations that started during the Thatcher uh, administration back in 1985, according to uh, the BBC investigative program Panorama, as well as The Guardian. BAE, quote, denied acting illegally and said that it uh, acted with the approval of the authorities, whatever that means. <laughs> and, of course, the interesting fact here is that it seems that uh, Prince Bandar, who, of course, is... Uh, I believe the nephew of King Abdullah and a very close <laughs> official um, to the Bush administration. Bob Woodward's book has got all sorts of uh, interesting revelations about how apparently Prince Bandar was told uh, even before Colin Powell that we were going to war against Iraq. And Prince Bandar, of course, secured the release of many Saudis. Um, shortly after 9-11, they were mm -hmm. allowed to fly out of the country uh, without any investigation by... Uh, the FBI, fascinating stuff, a, a loyal man, but apparently he received payments up to 120 million pounds um, to 240 million pounds a year. And this went on for about a decade, which is just a staggering figure. Wow. Um, the total value, by the way, of this contract was something like $80 billion over the years. These were aircraft that uh, Britain transferred to Saudi Arabia with the approval of the United States, of course. And uh, quoting from the BBC report, I'm just quoting from an article by Alan Cowell here. The purpose of one of the accounts was to pay the expenses of the prince's private Airbus. Um, of course, this sort of activity in America is illegal uh it amounts pretty much to outright bribery and it strikes me that this uh is yet another area of investigation that the uh american congress should be uh involved in now did you say just a moment ago that he was a loyal man or an oil man well he's both <laughs> indeed 
But he, of course, was the longtime um, <clears throat> ambassador um, in Washington of Saudi Arabia. I guess he served uh, 22 years. Mm. So this guy um, goes back to the Reagan uh, years and obviously had a very cozy relationship with the Thatcher government. Um, Tony Blair looked like he was befuddled and didn't know what to say at the press conference. And, of course, Bush just gave us that uh, smirky jerky. Smirky jerky uh, S-I... <laughs> well, we won't go there. Uh, grin. <laughs> you know what kind of a grin it is. Yeah. Unbelievable. Poop grin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, well, who knows where this will go, but uh, unanswered questions, like so many. Indeed. And unasked questions, yeah, too. Yeah. Um, not just unanswered questions, but unasked. And, uh, you know, the the onus really does fall upon the Congress to do this. Um, an, another, and this is something that's, that's recent and is local and actually affects personal households and not necessarily evidence of any sort of uh, criminal intent um, but just another example perhaps of the incompetent uh, negligence with regards to this administration's uh, oversight of just everyday functioning of the government but uh, it's become a big story lately the number of people uh, who have applied for passports who have met with uh, really surprising and unreasonable delays uh, typically uh, in they the should past. hire prince bandar as an agent <laughs> well there you go uh, things happen doors open uh people remember things um you know uh my own daughter pirate lil is uh, trying to get her passport so that she can uh, do some uh, summer travel with family uh in europe and you know typically it takes a eight weeks you know, a couple of months for a passport it's taking months and months and months and uh basically no one seems to know why it's taking so long uh but uh you know if you contact your congressperson uh, they can maybe uh speed up the wheels for you a little bit well i'm sure with a name like pirate lil she's being investigated <laughs> well no doubt her terrorist. her affiliation uh, with wcbn is has got her on some sort of <laughs> no fly list watch list yeah <laughs> But, um, you know, the, the normal things that a government is supposed to do, Bush has said before that he's, you know, his main job is to make sure we're safe. Uh, but this government has failed so consistently to meet those simple, most basic demands of government, which is to provide for the public welfare, the common well-being. Um, we've seen how uh, public services, uh, including such things as emergency, uh, fire, police, uh, ambulance, and so forth, have experienced cutbacks. Here in Ann Arbor, we've had the closing of fire stations. Uh, why? Well, because of state costs that have uh, gone through the ceiling because of the increased need for ultra hyper mega global security paranoia demands um, now we're paying for the coast guard to shoot bullets into the great lakes instead of funding the firehouses uh to you know provide that sort of uh service so but luckily bush is keeping us safe i mean they've yeah. exposed a alleged plot involving trinidad and tobago uh i i thought they were part of the coalition of the willing <laughs> well albania certainly is uh it's a remarkable story about bush uh, visiting albania but i'm sure that the state department uh is uh too busy uh with the <laughs> workings of 
passport uh, administration uh, due to the fact that uh, they have reported, uh, this from April 30th, terrorist attacks against non-combatants nearly doubled in Iraq from 2005 to 2006, and were up sharply in Afghanistan, with these two countries alone accounting for a 29% increase in terrorism worldwide, according to a report released Monday by the State Department. This is um, article dated uh, May 1st of uh, 2007, so this is just a couple of weeks ago. So um, that's what the State Department is busy doing. Yeah, well, it's, it's strangely framed that, you know, acts of terror are up worldwide when really you look at where they're up and it's in Afghanistan and Iraq, which have been so completely and thoroughly destabilized, largely due to the American presence there. So is it really even accurate to call those acts of terror in every case? Well, that's becomes highly debatable. Um, Certainly, they're not anything tantamount to an attack on noncombatants on the scale of, oh, say, 9-11 or... uh, embassy bombings or these sorts of things um yeah and it's fascinating that they're in essence acts of war yeah and it's fascinating that this alleged trinidad tobago plot is uh that's the jfk one yeah splashed onto the news uh right as john edwards uh one of the leading contenders uh in the democratic uh nomination is is questioning the whole phrase of the global war on terror calling it a bumper sticker and that this has been a uh, persistent theme in both mm. the Democratic and Republican debates. And, of course, all of the Republican candidates denounced Edwards' uh, bumper sticker claim, but I think there's a lot of validity to the theory that it is a bumper stick sticker claim. And I would highly recommend the uh, the exposés of uh, Keith Olbermann on uh, MSNBC's, uh, who has always uh, approaches these, uh, these splashy plots with... Uh, Skepticism and shows the chronology in which uh, the Department of Homeland Security, the Justice Department, and various uh, ad- administration officials uh, splashed these news conferences out with uh, uh, remarkable coincidences uh, regarding <laughs> certain events in which, yet again, the whole goal of the, quote, war on terror is to convince Americans that we are perpetually in danger and that President Bush is making us safe. Right. Thanks to the staunch support of Albania. (laughs) (laughs) That industrial powerhouse located on the Adriatic. The poorest country in Europe. And uh, as I recall, Bush was actually an opponent of, uh, back in the 90s, of any intervention in uh, Kosovo. So why he's being greeted as some sort of a hero with their renaming a street for him (laughs) is strange. Meet me at Bush Street. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll be located conveniently near the sewer outlet. Yeah. Which is about all they have uh, in Albania there. Well, uh, of course, we've talked about this in the past, and it looks like it might come to blows between Turkey and Iraq. And, of yeah. course, now Turkey is being officially warned uh, by the uh, U.S. Defense Secretary Robert Gates not to invade northern Iraq. Only we invade Iraq, apparently. Um, There's a huge buildup of Turkish mm -hmm. forces, of course, on the border, and a pretty intense internal debate um, about whether or not Turkey should push across the border to root out guerrillas of the so-called PKK, Kurdistan Workers' Party. 
Um, of course, there is uh, real concern about this because there is a Kurdish minority in southeastern Turkey. Um, if you go all the way back to the uh, era of Woodrow Wilson and the League of Nations, uh, there was almost a Kurdish nation. Um, Woodrow Wilson argued for one, and it would have occupied the you know, tips and, you know, peripheral regions of Turkey, Iraq, and Iran. And a little bit of Syria, too. And a little bit of Syria no. as well. Mm -hmm. And, of course, this never happened, and so the Kurdish people's, you know, chance for sovereignty, uh, sovereign status, fell by the wayside. Um, they're pretty poorly treated as a uh, minority group, linguistic group, ethnic group uh, in Turkey. The language is prohibited, for example. Um, it's against the law to speak or teach it. Um, and so it's interesting to see Turkey kind of clamoring at the opportunity to go in and pound some Kurdish heads here. Yeah, well, the troops have been moved, and of course, America's involvement with the Kurdish people is uh, one cynical yeah. <laughs> chapter after another, and Henry Kissinger is uh, an expert on the subject. I think he famously said in connection with the Kurdish uh, quote-unquote uprising that the Shah of Iran was involved in during the mid-70s, uh, that uh, diplomacy should not be mistaken for missionary work. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, in that case, the Kurds were a card to be played, uh, you know, in, in dealings with keeping the Shah happy and propped up and so forth, right? So. And then, uh, needless to say, they were abandoned, and the Shah reached a border deal with Saddam Hussein, and, yep. well, all sorts of uh, interesting shenanigans followed. Um, Pakistan, uh, you know, the, there are lots of simmering problems in the, in the, in the region. Mm-hmm. Pretty much that goes from Pakistan <laughs> to Lebanon uh, again, with, yeah. again with uh, all sorts of American involvement in uh, subterfuge uh, invasions and warfare. Uh, Musharraf, of course, is increasingly looking his 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 rule of Pakistan is looking increasingly tenuous uh, due to a variety of reasons. So uh, keep an eye on developments in Pakistan because they are. Uh, frightening indeed yeah and you know musharraf has been on paper uh, an ally of the united states um of course as someone affiliated with the uh pakistani intelligence agencies and the he is a military leader after all um that doesn't always translate into uh real popular support for an american agenda certainly the opposite is true but um what might uh, a, a democratically uh, elected leader of Pakistan uh, do to change the uh, sort of attitude and outlook of the region? Well, you can be sure of one thing. It wouldn't be good for anything that the U.S. has been doing in the last few years. Um, not that that's good for the region itself anyway. But, uh, yeah, the entire Mideast is, is tenuous and treacherous. Treacherous. at this point because just so many little things and if a couple over the summer you know we saw how last summer um the israeli uh invasion of lebanon over the abducted uh uh soldiers uh turned into a major escalation which uh turned out to be egg on the face for israel uh and some tactical disadvantages to that as well uh and Almert's uh, approval ratings, by the way, are, are now 
listed as below 10 percent yeah. so his government is <laughs> shaky to say uh, the least so instability just across the board and as the uh the heat of summer uh is only going to magnify and intensify hardships real genuine hardships for people um who in the case of well palestinians in refugee camps uh iraqis access to water to electricity for food preparation and for you know laundry simple things like this tempers flare uh expect ugliness from the mid-east this summer it's just sad but true by the way, uh, an interesting item from the, speaking of summer, as uh, we, we approach the solstice here, uh, interesting item from the Harper's Index. It says percentage of, percentage of change since 1900 in America's average amount of leisure time, zero. <laughs> uh, all those contraptions that have been invented over the years just uh, don't allow us that leisure time. And uh, just one other very interesting uh, contrast and compare. It says the portion of all internet traffic today that is file sharing of music, films, and video, two thirds. Percentage change since 1990 in worldwide demand for newspapers, 18% increase. Percentage change in North America, 26% decrease. So as newspapers are increasingly read less here in the United States, um, Good to know that the Internet is providing people with that all-important information of uh, music, films, and videos, and news about Paris Hilton, the jailbird with a rash. <laughs> <laughs> She's hot, and so is the rash. Um, yeah. Uh, what? That was her so-called medical condition. Uh, I've been monitoring this story closely. <laughs> the chafing of those uniforms is just <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, you know why it isn't a TV show, and I they mean, should make it, it probably will, reality. <laughs> probably will become a TV show. It's just it, this stuff writes itself, man. Tony Soprano can be the jailer, right? <laughs> and uh, the corpse of Tiny Tim can be the moderator. You know, just dig it, dig him up. Um, it really is uh, ridiculous and hard to believe. Um, well. Just a little bizarre item here uh, from the Progressive magazine, from their no-comment page. Uh, when the Army Corps of Engineers solicited bids for drainage pumps for New Orleans, it copied the specifications, typos and all, from the catalog of the manufacturer that ultimately won the $32 million contract. Moving Water Industries supplied and installed the pumps, which proved to be defective. Moving Water Industries employed former... Florida Governor Jeb Bush in the 1980s and top company officials have been major contributors to the GOP. So, is anyone surprised by this? I by love that name, Moving Waters. <laughs> Moving Waters. It's a sort of a playful name. It's got a flowing, rhythmical, poetic quality to it. It's not white water. It's moving water. And I'm sure that the... Very feng shui. Yeah, I'm sure the... Uh, <laughs> The website has cut bridge over troubled waters, is there? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, except that ain't nobody going to lay me down uh, and accept any blame for any malfeasance or incompetence uh, from the Bush administration. So more cronyism, more nepotism, more... Now, if only the moving water can move the water from... <laughs> 
the decreasing uh, land of the state of Louisiana to yeah. the parched, drought-stricken area of Georgia and Florida, uh, where Bush, uh, of course, was is now former governor. And speaking of leisure time, I wonder if Bush has any vacation plans this summer. He is the most uh, heavily vacationed president in American history. Perhaps a trip to Disney World is on his agenda this summer. Well, he needs uh, he needs that time to uh, stay out of the thick of the investigations that continue to beleaguer his administration. Um, another bizarre item, of course, here in the state of Michigan, we heard about this crazy um, wheelchair that got lodged in the semi oh. where the guy went on a ride of... Uh, couple of miles at 50. Yeah, at 50 miles an hour, um, courtesy of Pawpaw. And I can see how the guy, uh, the trucker, didn't see the man. He's probably, sure. you know, he's way, way up high, and the wheelchair is way, way down low. And luckily, uh, uh, well, it just says that the man who has muscular dystrophy was not injured. He's fine. Not a scratch. He was basically just scared. But I like this item from Canada. <laughs> this is great. Uh, it says a uh, 35-year-old man was sentenced for drunken driving after being pulled over on his way home from a bar in, Tor in a Toronto suburb in his mother's motorized wheelchair, the police said. The charges date from December 2004 when an officer saw the man, Patrick Shanahan, driving the wheelchair at around 1.15 a.m. and assessed that he was drunk. <laughs> Mr. Shanahan, who had a prior impaired driving conviction, though not in a wheelchair, was fined and placed on probation. He was also prohibited from driving any kind of motorized vehicle for a year, courtesy of Reuters, dated the 8th of June. So prohibited year. even from uh, the wheelchair. Maybe that's how Paris Hilton can get around <laughs> in Los Angeles. <laughs> Yeah, you uh, you just can't walk anywhere in Los Angeles. Where is she in jail at? at anyway, prevents chafing and rashes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it is strange that one would be <laughs> pulled over on a wheelchair uh, for driving drunk. Well, in Ireland, there are a number of uh, bicycle alcohol uh, fatalities every year. Yeah, of course, uh, the Irish have their problems, but. Uh, Bicycling while drunk is incredibly dangerous and is not to be recommended, as I suppose is uh, wheelchair driving while drunk, or even power lawnmower driving while drunk. And of course, being Paris Hilton is already a stupefaction factor of uh, insurmountable uh, potency. <clears throat> well, uh, <clears throat> one article that I would recommend for uh, listeners out there and connection with the recent G8 summit is a, a piece in the June 7th edition of the London Review of Books. You can probably uh, find that online at lrb.uk, some form of it anyway. Searchers, Not Planners, which is an interesting review of several books about globalization hmm. and the impact of it um, continues. Uh, it's very interesting um, in reviewing several books. Joe Perkins uh, observes that over the past 50 years, $2.3 trillion 
has been spent globally on foreign aid over the past five decades without making any appreciable impact on poverty. And they go into some of the workings of both the World Bank and the IMF. Of course, the uh, World Bank's been in the news because Wolfowitz bit the dust and has been replaced by another reliable neoconservative who we can talk about uh, in upcoming shows, Mr. Zelik. Uh, he's, uh, as I recall, a signer of the uh, infamous uh, Project for the New American mm -hmm. Century, which uh, advocated the overthrow of Saddam Hussein back in uh, January of 1998, organized by Bill Crystal, publisher of the Weekly Standard, that apparently receives a rather nice subsidy from Rupert Murdoch. Interesting connections there. But I'll just read one interesting paragraph, uh, and we can re return to this article because we're running out of time. About the IMF, one of the authors, Frederick Mishkin, um, reviewing his uh, book, uh, The Next Great Globalization, How Disadvantaged Nations Can Harness Their Financial Systems to Get Rich, uh, assembles and argues, and I'm quoting from the article by Joe Perkins, uh, at least as strongly for the opposite point of view, in three excellent case studies, Mexico, South Korea, and Argentina, he shows that the financial globalization resulted in a huge influx of foreign finance encouraged by implicit or explicit guarantees from the IMF or national governments. Cheap money meant bad loans to corrupt and bloated conglomerates in Korea or prolificate provincial governments in Argentina. When lenders began to worry about their prospects of repayment, it led to chaos. The Mexican bank bailout cost the country about a fifth of its national income. After the South Korean crisis, poverty rose about two-thirds, and the number of suicides and divorces by almost half. And in 2002, a fifth of Argentinians were unemployed. It's not surprising that many leading economists are unconvinced for the case for financial globalization. So we'll uh, review some of the interesting implications of... Uh, some new uh, academic skepticism about what the World Bank and IMF are doing, um, as uh, Bush has uh, appointed a reliable neoconservative to replace Paul Wolfowitz. And also since this most recent meeting of the G8 has really been the first time, certainly in, in my lifetime, that we've seen uh, a more elbowed-to-the-side uh, gesture towards the Americans who have yeah. you know, often walked in and run that show. Um, here, uh, the very opposite has been the case. Well, it's an embarrassment, and you look at this ridiculous theory that it, we need to put up a missile defense in Poland and Czechoslovakia to protect Europe from ICBMs from Iran. That yeah. is just the most ridiculous theory I've ever heard, and yet Bush was allowed to go out in the public with a hardly an area question from any reporters about this premise. Yeah. They don't the Europeans have, certainly aren't buying that. Well, they don't have the ICBMs, first of all, and why on earth would they fire missiles at Europe? Um, they actually have pretty good relations Business with relations, yeah. <laughs> They're interested in making money, dude. <laughs> the war on terror is, uh, I don't know, fairy tale uh, fantasies uh, just continue. Uh, unaddressed. Yeah. Un questions unasked and... Oh, it's a disgrace. So we'll give Bush a brain damage award for even continuing in this uh, nonsensical fantasy. And unfortunately, uh, I'm sure billions of dollars will be spent on th this boondoggle. 
Pretty much. Well, that looks like the wrap it up signal from uh, engineer Alex Sergey. Thanks to him for engineering tonight. Do stay tuned. Uh, Yazoo City Calling coming up next right here on WCBN-FM and Arbor.